The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I am the aforementioned Brian Wickert, president and owner of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors. And today I have with me Acunet Mortgage Loan Consultant, Mr. Tim Holden. Welcome back to the show, Tim. Thanks for having me, Brian. Great to be here. You're entirely welcome. Tim is my son-in-law, father of my grandchildren, and a stellar Acunet Mortgage Loan Consultant. He's subbing for David today, who is already tailgating at the Brewer game. I think he said he was starting at 9 o'clock, so take it easy there, Dave. <laughs> All right, if you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, which is 414-799-1620. All right, so we're going to get started talking about something that's changing for the worse on September 5th, which my Excel spreadsheet tells me is only 53 days from today. And a whole lot of people who used to be eligible for what I call the best 30-year fixed-rate loan in Wisconsin, that allows for 0% down. And what is that loan program? That would be the WIDA program. And WIDA stands as an acronym for the Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development Authority. We mentioned them in last week's show Mm -hmm. because they are saving the day along with our good um, analysis and problem-solving for a duplex buyer that got shot down by the rocket uh, mortgage people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, by the way, don't have the appraisal back on that loan yet, but hopefully in the next couple of days. That's the only thing that we have left to yeah. do. So we'd already signed off on yeah, yeah. You know, income, assets, oh. all that good stuff. Boom. Yep. yep, we're all set to go, just waiting on the appraisal. Very nice. So anyway, uh, WIDA is the coolest thing since tap beer because... Uh, for eligible home buyers, and the eligibility has to do with their income. You cannot make too much money uh, and still qualify for WIDA. And we should say the current uh, income limit is $94,645. That's for a two-person household. Right, so no kids, no yep, people living in the either house, a one, a single person, or, or, or two, two people. Or two people cohabitating. Yep, or whatever. Yeah, they, they are cohabitating because it's based on who lives in the household. So, But if you have a kid or a third person, grandma, grandpa, something like that, the income limit is $111,105. Mm-hmm. And it varies by county. That's in southeastern Wisconsin. The big news is that effective September 5th, the income limits are dropping to $65,840. That's a $45,000 decrease in the eligibility pool. Yeah. If you have three or more people, it's $28,700. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's not because we don't want her to do it. Right. It's because... Well, they're just following suit with Fannie and Freddie making the same income changes, essentially. Basically correct. So Fannie, uh, they sell for years and years and years. WIDA has been partnering with Fannie Mae. And Fannie Mae uh, came out in June and said, you know what? We're helping too many low and moderate income people and giving them too good a deal on this thing uh, called 30-year fixed rate loans. (laughs) And so we need to restrict the pool of people who we're giving a good deal to. And uh, and so here's the bottom line. For somebody purchasing a $200,000 home, if they were doing it right now, 
uh, they could put 3% down on the, so they're borrowing 97% of the purchase price on a first mortgage, and right. then they can do what's called a WIDA easy close second. Which is the great benefit of WIDA, in my opinion, is that easy second mortgage to do 100% financing. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And so if they did that on a $200,000 home, their monthly payment, and this is, by the way, with 680 credit. So this is important. A couple, let's say, making $80,000 a year, mm -hmm. currently eligible. Uh, their monthly payment would be $1,440. That includes taxes, homeowners, homeowners insurance, insurance yep. the first mortgage, the second mortgage. And total funds needed to buy would be 5200 And you're thinking, well, why would they need that much money on uh, zero, zero down? down? Yeah, what do they have to pay for? Well, uh, WIDA has their own specific type of closing costs. I'm sure Brian has mentioned on our show before that with Fannie and Freddie loans, we have a zero closing cost option right. where we give you a lender credit to pay for costs that are normally needed to do a mortgage. So appraisal, title insurance, uh, closing agent fee, all that good stuff. With WIDA, you gotta pay we got to pay all those. Or the, so the, the borrower has to pay all those. Yep, $1,747. Yeah. Right. And then what else? you got to have first year's homeowner's insurance premium. Yeah. So depending on the cost of the house, that's going to run you anywhere from seven, eight, nine hundred dollars you know, for yep. the first year's premium. Uh, have to sack away some money in a fancy thing called an escrow account. For which the, future property tax exactly payments. Exactly. The, the way I describe that to my first time home buyer customers, that's just a fancy word for a savings account. You know, you're oh. forced to put some money in there. So that when you know taxes come due in December in Wisconsin, you have the full year's amount ready in that account to pay the taxes on your behalf. That's a good so way got, to describe it. Yeah. I never heard anybody yeah. say that. That's a good way. Yeah. And then of course, don't forget the uh, home inspection. You know, when you're right. squirreling away pennies, you know that's four or five hundred dollars yeah. yeah. that we account for when we're educating people. Yeah. All right. So the same deal now. Flash forward to hey, you delay your pre-approval until September fifth. Because that's waiting when this out comes all in. those summer home buyers yeah, that are out right. There right now. Now all of a sudden it's going to cost you a hundred and ten dollars more per month because because you can still put three percent down on the regular Fannie Mae non-special WIDA program, but here's the kicker: that easy close second becomes totally impractical because if you're over the new um, income limit of sixty-five thousand eight hundred and forty dollars you are subject to all of Fannie Mae's little loan level price adjustments that take into account how much down payment you're not making and mm -hmm. your credit score. And credit score, yeah. So check this out. Not only does your payment go up $110 more per month, but you need more than double the, almost double the money, $10,650. Yeah. Which basically means that WIDA just isn't the best option anymore at well, that point. It's, it's impractical. Right. Yeah, but that the, the, the $10,650, uh, Tim, just to be clear for the audience... That's on the non-WIDA program. Oh, right. Yeah, right, because right. you're kind of being All forced out of WIDA yeah. into the regular world. Right. And so why is Fannie Mae making it harder? Uh, it, I mean, it, you kind of hit the nail right on the head earlier. It seems that their program was almost too broad in its usage. You know, people were taking advantage of it where WIDA is trying to maybe tighten the pool of people that can actually take advantage of those now, income. I'm sorry. Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae and Freddie yeah. Mac. Yeah. WIDA WIDA is, is following suit. Yeah. WIDA is not happy about this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because it's crippling their ability right. to help people. Right. So but, heads up, buy a home now. And it's all about the pre-approval date. It's when we run your loan through the Fannie Mae automated underwriting. Right. So we can, if we pre-approve you between now and September 4th, you get the old income limits. If mm -hmm. you wait until then, 
uh, then you're not going to be eligible if you make more than $65,840 for a household. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about condos. I'm going to give you an update on the condo market in the five-county Milwaukee area. And Tim's got some good stories. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. So we were just talking in the first segment about uh, buying a home and how, unfortunately, the pool of uh, home buyers who's going to be eligible for WIDA is going to shrink drastically uh, come September 5th. Well, the other bad news... <laughs> unfortunately, here, Mr. Debbie Downer, <laughs> is that on Ju- July 20th, even sooner, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are shrinking their other uh, low and moderate income program that's available nationwide. So we are offering this not just in Wisconsin, but in our other states uh, that we lend, Illinois, Minnesota, and Florida. And that really cool thing also offers special pricing and cheaper mortgage insurance for people putting 3% down. Those two programs that are both 30-year fixed are called uh, Home Ready and Home Possible. And Tim and I were just talking off the air. We do more of those than we do of weed loans. By far, yeah. Because you can kind of pick and choose uh, which income you're going to use, whereas with a weed loan, you have to use everybody's income in the household. Right. With even home- if you don't need it to qualify. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, with Home Ready and Home Possible, if someone has a base annual salary and then commission on top, if that cumulative income exceeds the home ready limit, but they can qualify for the loan just off of their base, we can literally ignore. Just, it. Yeah, we can ignore the right. the commission income and, and so uh, still use the program. The income limit for those Fannie Mae programs currently is seventy seven thousand three hundred, also dropping to the sixty five thousand eight hundred dollars effective. Right. Again, not for closings or applications, but if we get started with their pre approval before that. So the message is: get pre approved now before July twentieth. All right. In the meantime, we have got Melissa from Greendale, who's called into the show. Welcome to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show. Melissa, hit us with your Hi, question. Thank you. So my question is, I currently own a home. Um, my boyfriend owns his home, and we've been talking about basically consolidating. Um, him selling his house, but mine would need a few updates and, and things like that before we do that. Um and kind of what is the best way to go about getting loans for renovation while having two mortgages and hmm. sure all of that stuff okay yeah. so so since you're not currently married right now uh, and you know you don't have to make a joint application uh, one idea I have for you is getting a home equity line of credit on your current home. So do you have, like, what's your current loan balance that you have on your house? I'm probably around, like, 175. And what do you think your house is worth right now without the remodeling? Uh, probably 210 to 215. Okay, so you don't have a ton of equity there. What about your boyfriend? Does he have uh, a lot of equity in his home? Probably not much. I mean, his is a little bit more updated than mine, so he's probably got, I don't know, ten to fifteen thousand in his. Okay, so it's going to be kind of tough. And what we can mm-hmm. do, you, you know, your your case, I think, is beyond my problem solving abilities live on the radio. Sure. <laughs> I think what we're going to have to do is 
connect with you tomorrow, and maybe Tim can connect with you tomorrow. Yeah, be happy sure. to. And just kind of figure out, is there enough room in either of your homes? You know, some of the possibilities that are crossing my mind is, well, maybe you sell his home first, and mm-hmm. he, you know, moves in with you while you remodel. The question is figuring out, or at least estimating, how much is he going to get right. from the, the sale right. of his home? Yeah. And then sure. I think the other question is, what happens if you sell without doing the updates? You know, how much money are you leaving on the table? Because you don't always get a hundred cents or more on the dollar, right? For the updates that you make. So I think you kind of got to think through, uh, and we could connect you with a real estate agent there to help you estimate if you sold it in as is condition, what would you get? Mm -hmm. If you did these various updates, what would you get and how much would it cost? So uh, if you leave your uh, phone number with our producer, uh, Tim, will give okay. you a call tomorrow. Thanks for calling into the show. We're, it's sure, fun to have callers you. every once in a while. All right, you're welcome. All right, so when we come back after this next break, we're going to talk a little bit about the condo market and some interesting stories that uh, Tim has had recently on with condo buyers. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Here's a little update on home sales for June. And uh, I'll just give you a quick update. Single family detached uh, homes down 147 sales versus June 2018. That's better than what I reported last week because yeah. the realtors have put more money, or not more money, more data into the multiple listing service. So that's a 7% decrease on a percentage basis. Uh, median sales price is up 6% at $255,000. The best news for home shoppers is that listings in June were actually up 3.3% compared to a year earlier. There were 2,431 new listings that came on the market. So... 484 more homes were listed than sold. A little bit more inventory out there. A little bit more inventory. All right, so now over in the condo world, mm, sales were actually down 8.7% or 38 units. So there were 401 closed condo sales for the month. The median price is up almost 9% to $195,000. Probably a high. But here's the bad news with condos. Listings down 10% from June. So the opposite of single family. Only 410 condos were listed. Uh, By the way, more than a quarter of condo sales in the five-county Milwaukee area occur in the city of Milwaukee, where it took the uh, condos selling in June were only on the market for 43 days prior to getting an offer. So hot. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Pewaukee had the second largest number of condo sales at 23, only 13 days between listing and, and accepted, accepted offer. offer. Wow. Waukesha had 21 close sale, only 24 days on average between mm-hmm. listing and offer. Franklin, 11 days to get that accepted offer. Greenfield, 23 days. New Berlin, 52. So that one's interesting. West Bend, 49 days. Brookfield, only 14 days. So the condo market's hot. So you had a quick story, uh, Tim, about somebody who had a contract uh, for, to buy a condo, and then what happened? Yeah, so um, had some buyers who were selling their current home, uh, closing uh, middle of June, and they needed to sell their current home in order to have the proceeds to go out and buy their their condo. They were uh, empty nesters looking to downsize a little mm-hmm. bit. Still enough room for the grandkids, you know, at the at the new condo. So hadn't accepted offer on the condo, closing 
the same day that they would be closing on the sale of their home, you know, later on in the day, yep. obviously. Bang, bang, as yep. we call yeah, that. It's a bang, a, bang, closing. It's a bang, bang transaction. So they uh, were doing their due diligence and asking for condo documents and seeing how the HOA was run in the soon-to-be new home that they were going to be buying into. Because I know you've said this on air before. When you're buying a condo, you're buying into a community uh, yeah. more than just uh the you know the the walls and yeah like a family <laughs> and, and, and rooms that, right. that you're going to be living in you're buying into a whole neighborhood essentially and somebody else is in charge of making sure that it's well kept up exactly and doing enough savings to yeah. make sure that things are can be replaced when they're supposed yeah. to be and what yeah. and apparently they found a problem yes so they they found a couple uh, big red flags in the how the HOA was run so much so that they decided. We don't want to buy this condo anymore. We don't want to live in this neighborhood, this community. And this was how many weeks before they were scheduled to uh, sell? Their... About, about two and a half weeks. So it was the end of May uh, that they, they made this discovery and uh, turned around, walked away from that condo, and got an accepted offer on another condo over a weekend, a span of a wow. weekend, essentially. And they, when they got their new accepted offer on their new condo, they wrote the same June 17th closing date in there, because they didn't want to be homeless for a couple of days cool. and didn't really have anywhere to go. So and how did we do on that? Uh, we closed them on time. It was uh, a little wow. bit heartburn, heartburn inducing for our uh, our operations, operations manager. manager. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we got it done and everyone was all happy at closing. So wow. definitely a success story there. Good job on that. So yeah, there's more than meets the eyes when you go to buy a condo, even when they're in short supply. I've got a story about a good friend and client of mine who wants to sell their condo and then buy a new construction condo. Ooh. And there are some extra wrinkles with that. We'll cover that after the news. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. So my good buddy uh, came into the office on Friday and has been they actually sold their single family you know home when they became empty nesters or a couple of years thereafter and uh, bought a condo i'm gonna say five years ago something like that and so now they want to sell that condo and buy a nicer one and condo upgrade that's right yeah. and one of the reasons is uh, uh, uh they have to walk up the stairs you know you pull in the garage and then the living units is upstairs but one of the issues in terms of the sale of that is they're thinking about suing. The HOA is oh. thinking about suing some contractor that did repair work and didn't do a good job. So that's one thing that could come up uh, when you're selling and yeah. somebody else is going to buy. And There's active if that, or pending litigation going on. That's, that's right. Uh, and so Someone's going to want to lend on that. Some... Uh, you know, if, generally, if you put 10% down on a condo, the at least at Acunet, we don't even send a condo questionnaire. So we would never know right. if there was pending litigation. Uh, but others do, even if you you know are putting 50% down. And that's one of the standard questions. And you, th th this issue that they're uh, going to sue about is maybe only fifteen grand. Mm. So as long as the HOA has enough money to deal with the problem that they're suing the contractor for, I think that would still be okay. Sure. Right? Um but then on the new place that they want to buy, that's beautiful new construction in Waukesha County. And so we were talking about that. And this is where uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they divide the world into condo world into sheep and goats. Sheep are the ones they want to lend on and goats are the ones they don't. And so when it comes to a non-established project, which this new construction would be, the only way Fannie Mae wants to lend on it is if all the common areas are complete, 
all the units within the project or the subject's legal phase. So let's say you're doing, you know, North Lake condos and you have North Lake condos one, North Lake condos two, North Lake condos three, and you've got your project divided up into legal phases. Three phases, yeah. Right. All the condo units in North Lake number one would have to be substantially complete, meaning they got drywall, they got windows, they've got roofs, okay? And then the third thing is 50% of the units in the project or in the legal phase have to be sold or under contract as either primary residences or second homes. Well, my prediction, and they were going to go look at the development and the condo units yesterday, I think it's all one legal phase. There's going to be 94 uh, units, and it looks like there's about 30 that are built. So oh, in my okay. estimation, sitting in our office on Friday, this is not a Fannie Mae eligible nope. uh, condo project until, you know, all the units are built. Right. And half of them are, are um, under, under contract. Under contract. Yeah. Okay. So then we have exactly one option for them, or, you know, there are lenders who are willing to lend in non-Fannie Mae uh eligible projects yeah. but some, no one's buying these all in cash right when they're built they're well, getting financing some some are getting some cash. are paying cash right but so we have a it's it's not a 30-year fixed rate loan because this has to be a loan that a bank is willing to hold in their portfolio and right generally speaking banks don't want to hold a 30-year fixed rate in their portfolio because they cannot tolerate locking in the interest that long so it's going to be a five-year arm uh, or a 15-year fixed and and the other thing is you got to put 30% down, mm. not 20, not 10, not 25, 30% down. So we do have a solution. Um, so condos are trickier. If you ever want a thorough yet clearly written uh, summary of navigating the condo uh, world, all you got to do is go to Google and type in Acunet Condo Financing or Acunet Condominium, and you will come to my uh, article and a page that's called Condo Financing, What You Need to Know. It's under the Learning Center tab. Oh, that's where it is. Okay. See, I just Googled it, and it came up. It's no probably problem. easier that way, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm using Google like I'm a professional. All right, so when we come back, uh, let's talk about, um, you've got a couple of VA financing stories, Tim, that you were telling me about. Yes. Uh, and also a pre-approval story. Let's tell some more stories when we come back after this. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, welcome back to the show. With me today as my co-host is Tim Holdman, one of our Excellent loan consultants at Acunet, who also just happens to be the grandfather of, uh, no, I'm the grandfather. He's the father of my <laughs> grandchildren. In other words, he's my son-in-law. Yeah. And uh, been at Acunet now two years? Two and a half. Two yeah. and a half years already. Wow. Good job. And uh, and so you were telling me, uh, before we started the show, a great story about somebody called up looking to get pre-approved to buy a duplex. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, you know, general inquiry, filled out the blue button on our website, acunet.com, and uh, connected with him over the phone, started going through the fact-finding mission of, you know, finding out uh, all about his finances and things like that. And one of the questions every loan consultant will ask you if you get pre-approved with us is, do you have any, a military veteran? Uh, this guy said, yeah, I'm a, a Marine veteran. And I said, excellent, Semper Fi. I got a, a brother-in-law who's a, a lifer in the Marine Corps right now, another brother-in-law who's a 
former Marine and now Milwaukee police officer. So, uh, it's a little connection there. Yeah, bonding, yeah. yeah. Well, Simplify, well, you knew the slogan. Yeah, absolutely, That's he appreciated that. So I, I said, hey, have you ever thought about getting a VA mortgage? Because he didn't bring it up. And he said, you know, I know they exist. Never thought about it. I said, well, especially buying a duplex, let's take a look at the differences between VA and uh, just a regular conforming Fannie Mae mortgage. And how were you showing him the differences, Tim? Uh, excellent point, Brian. We have this excellent uh, software where we can share our computer screens live with our customers as we're on the phone with them. They just need to be in front of a computer or a tablet of their own. So so, so, so this jungle of mortgage numbers, we yeah. cut through the machete. Maybe Absolutely. we should call it the machete of mortgage lending. How do you like that? <laughs> Because it, it lays out side by side, yes. hey, here's how much money you're going to need to bring and for what. Yeah. We're trying to take the mystery out of mortgage lending. Right. And and then here's what your payment would be. And what did the analysis show? Uh, it was a slam dunk that VA was a better option for this particular borrower. And that may not be always the case. I've had mm -hmm. veterans who have gone non-VA. But uh, every veteran has something called a certificate of eligibility, which I was able to look up for this gentleman while we were on the phone. And not only does that confirm you're eligible for a VA mortgage, it also tells if you have to pay something called a funding fee. Mm. Normally, that is a fee. It's a percentage of the loan amount that the veteran has to roll into the loan. Just or they the, could pay cash if or, they have Or they the could pay cash right. if they want to. I'd say that's the minority of cases. But uh, this person, he, he was exempt from the funding fee, ah, which is you, huge. You, you usually get exempt if you have some sort of a service-related disability. Correct, okay. right. And uh, a pop quiz for you, Brian, if this person was putting 0% down, what would his funding fee normally be at using a VA for a first time? Okay, I, I, I would guess 1.75% of the loan balance, only because that's the same as an FHA loan. Yeah, so you are close. It's actually a little bit higher. For a first-time use, if he wasn't putting any down payments, so 0% down, it would be 2.15%. So on a $200,000 loan, that's, that's 4300 American dollars. Yeah, this guy was buying around a $250,000 duplex. That would be a $5,300 funding fee, which is not nothing. That is that is real money. Right. Uh, so due to being exempt uh, and just, you know, hashing through the numbers on the uh, the meeting software that we use, it was clear that VA was the, the best option. And uh, he went out and got an accepted offer huh. about two weeks ago. So we're, oh, we're helping with that VA loan now. So along we go. Yeah, so we love doing VA loans. And by the way, were we or were we not crushing the competition on our VA pricing? We are, I think, hands down the most competitive on VA pricing compared to anyone locally. He had inquired with two other lenders. One of them never even thought to bring up VA. The other one did. And I think we were at least several thousand dollars better in cost and about a quarter percent lower in interest rate as well. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Got the baby monitor on there. Okay, I was wondering about that. Maybe we can turn that off. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, so a VA lending, often the best thing since tap beer. Also, you know, allows... That's the other loan program that allows for 0% yeah. down. We've and, got and on a duplex, that's huge because oh. uh, for no special programming, v, uh, just regular conventional financing, duplex, I think, is a minimum of a 15% down payment as a primary residence. That is correct. Although you said this gentleman, you know, this is all about finding folks the right fit. Correct, yeah. The next best fit would have been 5% down. Mm -hmm. With the Home Possible program through Freddie Mac. Through Freddie Mac, yep. although would he have survived the new lower income limit? Do you recall? Uh, I don't believe he would have, okay. uh, but you know we had run him through that automated underwriting system back you know, in June. Correct. So he would yeah. have been exempt. But there's just another example of yeah. oof, you know somebody that would have dropped out of that program, yeah. but luckily was eligible for the VA financing. It's all about the details in mortgage lending, and uh, you know 
and that's what we're really good at. Yeah. You know, and we love what we do. We're passionate about our craft. Yeah. And so that's why we love yeah. helping people figure out how to craft their financing yeah. and then ultimately craft their offer uh, so that they are winners yeah. when it comes to uh, getting out there and getting a property under contract. When we come back from this final break in the show, Tim's got another great story. I didn't really have to prepare much, <laughs> and, and, but I did. I, I came have a with lot all of the material left over for next week. <laughs> But uh, Tim's got another great story about um, a busy police officer to whom we uh, issued a regular, not rock-solid pre-approval letter and uh, what happened with his seller. And we're going to tell you that story when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you through the home buying process. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Uh, during that last break, we got a nice text from Mike in Fond du Lac, and he writes, Hey, Brian. Hey, Tim. This is Mike, and you guys helped us out just over a year ago in financing through the VA for the beautiful home we have in West Bend. You guys were great to work with. You kept us informed every week. And it was a great experience. Thanks for texting in, Mike. And we figured out that you were actually Tim's client. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I remember helping you last year and uh, appreciate you texting in. Yeah, we might even, actually, we're just looking to see if we could lower your rate. So yeah. Tim will be in touch. Might be giving you a buzz. Yep, all right. <laughs> so our other story that we want to get to here in this edition of the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show is your story, uh, Tim, about pre-approving a police officer. And, you know, we can always get started instantly right over the phone. We can do what every bank does, mm -hmm. and that's get your credit report, right. interview you, although I would say we interview people more carefully to determine their eligible income. I would agree with that. And yeah. down payment. And then we can issue you a credit verified pre-approval. It says, hey, Mr. Busy Police Officer, we checked your excellent credit. And based on that and the information you provided about your income and your mm -hmm. down payment, you are pre-approved to go buy this amount of house with 3% down. And what happened? Take it from there, Tim. Yeah. So... Um as Brian mentioned, you know, uh, especially being a police officer with shift work and overtime for court appearances and all these things, uh, uh, he did not do the extra step that we offer of getting the rock solid pre-approval, which is we get documentation that verifies the info that he told me over the phone. So and on a police officer, what would you need? Just yeah, pay stub and W two at least for the base income, and then uh, you know two months bank statements uh, if if that's where the source of the down payment comes yeah. from. You know, so not a lot, but yeah. if you're busy. I mean, yeah. it, even one thing can be too many. So, right. so he writes an offer. And yeah. Happens. And, and, and the other thing is the original house he was interested in, he didn't write an offer on. He thought he was going to be holding off until the fall. So that's okay. another reason why he didn't uh, make going rocks out of priority. And, of course, uh, he kept on casually looking. And guess what? When you look, you're going to find something. That's so he found <laughs> something else, wrote an offer. And I got a very interesting call from the uh, listing agent of that property that said, our seller is actually a loan officer themselves for huh. another mortgage company. And they want to accept your buyer's offer, but they aren't comfortable with a credit verified pre-approval at 3% down because uh, they were smart enough to know that the word credit verified means that we've just verified credit. And we've, not the income and the down payment. Exactly. And guess where all the problems lie on a low down payment loan? It's in Assets. the down payment. Correct. Usually. Right. And I said, wow, well, uh, appreciate you letting me know. We definitely do offer that service of getting them a full, fully verified pre-approval. And the listing agent said, yeah, if you can get us that, 
before there's any other offers, it'll significantly increase your borrower's chances of, of getting an accepted offer. And, and said, what happened? Immediately called the, my borrower and, and gave them the situation and said, hey, I know you're super busy, but if you want to get this yeah. property... Would you like to buy this yeah, home or yeah, not? Yeah, this is, this is a, as easy as it's going to get. They're literally just saying, get some documentation to me, and they're basically saying they're going to say yes to you. Mm-hmm. And he said, absolutely, he got me the stuff that same day. We put a rush on analyzing it. Uh, sent him the fully verified pre-approval layer that day. Boom. Boom. Accepted offer. Got the accepted offer. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a confidence uh, exercise. Yeah. Is what you as the home buyer, uh, and I want to say two things about this situation. In terms of the buyer, you're trying to inspire confidence in the seller. This is that, that you can perform mm-hmm. under the terms of your contract. And obviously, the less money down you're putting, the more risky it Higher looks risk. yeah, to the course. seller. Now, this is a smart seller. Every seller should be this smart. Yeah, but and, they're not. But they're not. I would say that only 10% of sellers and maybe even listing agents are really looking at the details. Right, the details on the pre-approval letter. On the letter. pre-approval letter. Correct. Because if yeah. you read them, if you read the pre-approval from the largest bank in Wisconsin, from one of the largest banks in the country, it just says, we verified your credit and we're taking your word for everything else. Mm-hmm. And you know, later on, after you have the accepted offer, then we'll actually verify yeah. The two gnarliest parts of your home financing, the income Income and and the down payment. That's where things get goofy and can go off the tracks. Uh, And so that's why we love doing the rock solid guaranteed pre-approval. Because remember, Mm -hmm. we're not just going to say we verified your income, down payment, and credit. We're going to say we did such a thorough job that if we made a mistake, and we can't make good on the terms of this pre-approval letter. We will write you, Mr. Seller, a check for $1,000 cash. Now, that is catching on right. in our fourth year of offering it. Um, and then we'll also write a check for $1,000 to the buyer if we've made a mistake. Because if we made a mistake, that buyer is going to be out the yep. cost of their home inspection. Mm-hmm. And, at ma- least, and maybe, maybe appraisal. appraisal right? yeah. So that's why I set that at uh, $1,000, and then we added, uh, I think, I wonder if I did that right away. I'll have to look back in the annals of uh, history and when see we, if... How many years have we been doing the Rock Solid program now? I think we, st- we started it okay. in t- 2015. Yeah. How many Rock Solid pre-approvals do you think we've issued About, over the four years? I'm, I, over the four years, I'm going to say 3,000. That sounds something about like right. That. Yeah. And then we, but we do issue a lot of the regular I'll call it. Oh, absolutely. Bank equivalent yeah. as well because and, people are just in a hurry. And yeah, and I, and I tell all my borrowers there's definitely nothing wrong with that pre-approval. That's the same thing that you would get at any other lender anyways. It's just that we like to really get into the details with people so they can be confident when they're going to write in an offer that they're not going to have a problem getting the mortgage for it. Well, it also really takes the stress absolutely out of the you know rest of the buying process, you know, you already have to worry about the home inspection, right? That's one element Mm -hmm. of stress. And then the next thing is the appraisal. That's an unknown. But, you know, let's take everything else off the table. And if there are issues, let's iron them out. You know, I've got one cooking right now that's not going so well. Um, relative to an income situation, yeah. but better to find that out oh, now. Exactly, better to to discover those issues and then maybe take the steps to to correct them. Even if it means putting the house on hold, on hold for a couple months, it's better to find that out before you have an accepted offer on a property. Right, uh, and you're then, under contract. Yeah. All right. So that's all the time we have today. If you'd like to get started with your rock solid fully verified and guaranteed pre-approval to buy, or you want to take advantage of the super low rates that are still in effect, 
No need to wait until the Fed cuts rates later this month. Rates are already low. All you got to do is click on the blue button at accunet.com. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.